Hello everyone and welcome to another special episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council, the voice of American business in Nigeria. Now the Business Exchange is a program where business C-suites and industry experts share insights on how business works with a deep dive into different stories in various sectors. My name is Margaret Oleli and I'm your host for the show. Now, on today's episode, we will focus on the globalization of jobs. That sounds like one long globalization, but yeah, globalization of jobs and mitigation of um, the skilled youth migration out of Nigeria. You know, we have all that, you know, story to tell and which is the true story that Nigeria has abundant and varied resources, which portrays it as a very fecund nation. But, you know, many times these resources could be better managed and so the gaps that we see and that emanate, uh, including the extreme poverty, especially during these times that we are witnessing uh, big recessions um, in big, um, you know, countries, you know, all over the world. We're also seeing all these recessions impacting and negatively, negatively impacting um, our countries as well, uh, you know, in, 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 in the continent and specifically in Nigeria. According to um, a report I, I, I checked recently, um, the Guardian newspaper accredited to um, the the CEO of the AFDB um, said 40% of youth in Nigeria are unemployed. And you know, as I remember, the U.S. ambassador um, Stewart, the previous um, ambassador, former ambassador, would say that the key resource of the Nigerian of Nigeria remains the people. Yet. You know, we are seeing a hemorrhaging of youth moving out of the country, and it is critical to examine what opportunities can we have to reduce this and mitigate this. So, yes, I guess I've spoken too much for now. Today we have Amal Hassan. She is the founder and CEO of Outsource Global, Nigeria's leading business uh, process outsourcing company seven countries in Africa, in the United States, in UK and Japan. Her passion to unlock Nigeria's developmental potentials through technology-driven innovation and value addition led her to build and capitalize and restructure a series of technology-related businesses that succeed in really growing and developing talents and creating employment for young Nigerians. Amal, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Margaret. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so it's it's great to have you here, and um, you know, um, I mean, I know it's it's not easy to be able to you know to to, to get you into an interview, uh, considering you know the level of work and you know engagements that you 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 have, you know. So it's it's a great thing to um, to eventually have you on this um, program. So um, what we know from some stats, you know, show that 32% of all international mi migrants are under the age of 30, and the majority, 60% of young international migrants under the age of 30, live in developing countries, and that's from a UNDP um, guide guideline. Um, and so we are looking at, you know, the age where, again before I even move to the to 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 more to other details. We have also seen that for the six percent of migrants aged fifteen to twenty four are young women 
and girls. And we know the role that women play in in the society, in the country. And, you know, it, it's, we cannot, you know, overemphasize that. But we would pause, you know, in that area first that we don't, you know, digress from the immediate uh, conversation. So I, I guess I want to ask, it may sound like a basic question, what really drove or inspired your vision to start Outsource Global? Thank you very much once again for having me. It's really great to be here and uh, I'm really happy to discuss these topics and it's a very, very important uh, topic for our country and for our continent. Um, uh, as you know, I started my first career with an IT training center in northern part of Nigeria, Kano. We've trained a lot of IT professionals when I realized that I'm not changing their lives. Uh, they come into the centers, they get trained in various IT courses and they go back. You just mentioned that 40% of Nigerians are unemployed. So you can imagine coming in and getting trained as a graduate and still going back to the market without a job. And I, I started researching on what I could do. How can I change? How can I create a business that will create a lot of employment? I was dealing with a lot of Indians at the time and I looked at India and I looked at business process outsourcing. I, uh, and I realized that Nigeria, we have everything that is required to actually go into this kind of business. And I said, why not Nigeria? We have the right infrastructure. We have better time zone than India. We Absolutely. have very English speaking population. We graduate a million graduates every year with different skill sets. And I said, why not Nigeria? I moved towards establishing the company. For my great years, you know, Nigeria, things are not easy. It took me mm -hmm. eight years to start the company. I started it four times and failed. We finally went live <laughs> with an American client. <laughs> and uh, today um, we have over a thousand employees providing different services to companies in UK, US and Japan. <clears throat> um, our biggest market is US. What we have done introducing the company is to, to look at the business model, which is the vendor client relationship model that India has been doing it since 1980. And we changed the business model to a partnership model with the view of growing our client. So instead of focusing on customer service and telemarketing, which we do very well, we started serving clients uh, using professional services. So you, uh, I can give you an example. Uh, there's a legal firm in the US that outsourced their entire paralegal to us. So we, we all the junior, while the senior lawyers are working in, in the US, the junior lawyers are working out of Nigeria to solve actual US cases. So Fantastic. this is the model that we've introduced and this is how we have uh, grown the company to this level. Well, this, this is great. I mean, um, it, it takes me to, like I, you know, when 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 I hear one thing, then I, my, my thoughts just kind of go everywhere, you know, um, and looking at opportunities in other sectors. Now you've talked about the legal, but who says we cannot look at different sectors and, and see what gaps exist and how, you know, we're able to fill that, you know, with your organization. But again, like I, I said, that's another conversation. Um, how, 
then, because obviously you have trained a lot of people, you have over a thousand uh, people currently working with you in um, and managing different locations um, outside of a country, which is just fantastic. How do you really suggest we we advance in the tech sector? Having um, in, in your sense, it's like okay, three times, three fourth, fourth time lucky. That was that's that was your case. Um, how do we advance successfully in the tech sector, uh, especially when we consider a country? That is still fraught with, you know, challenges of power supply and, you know, internet access in the inner cities. Um, you're in Kano right now, but if, for for instance, someone wants to um, set up a similar um, uh, piece in a more rural area, how is it possible that, you know, um, that happens? So these are like some double-barreled questions, but I, I I believe that you're more than able to um, run that through. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I think this is a great question. Uh, I'm actually in Abuja right now because we I had to move from Kano to set up the, the company finally in Abuja. Our head office is in Abuja and we have Kaduna Aligos. Um, it's really the technology sector in Nigeria is really booming at the moment. And I think it's even grew more in 2021. I, I can give you some kind of uh, statistics where uh, a lot of startups raised funding in 2021. If I can even give you an exact staggering amount of 17 billion in 2021. Wow. And uh, the overall investment is up to 2.9, uh, okay, 1.7 billion, sorry, in 2021. Uh, and then the total amount uh, of investment that startups in Nigeria got uh, in 20 in that same year is 2.9 billion. So you can imagine the tech sec the tech industry in Nigeria and in Africa is really growing despite the hardship of the region or despite the challenges of the region. One good thing that is constant and is very visible and is known to everyone is we have very good talent. And, and I can give you an example. In outsource, we are not just doing legal customer service telemarketing. We're doing software development as a service. We're doing accounting as a service. We're doing IT support as a service. We're doing medical records as a service. Since Nigeria grows a million graduates every year, one million with different skill sets, and the world requires those graduates to work. The only way that they can work while staying in Nigeria is this remote work. COVID taught the world that remote work is here to stay. And a lot of companies now work from home. In fact, a lot of companies fully work from home with a little interaction here and there in the office. So if that is possible, people are working from home, then the world is now global as it is, and you can actually apply for a job in the US or any other place in the world. And in terms of technology and infrastructure, right now we in Nigeria we are Google uh, is introducing their submarine cable. We have main one. We are thriving in our business using technology. It's a bit more expensive than other places, um, uh, it's it's not even a bit more expensive than other places. Labor cost in Nigeria is 
relatively low. So you're able to introduce this kind of business and make a substantial profit while creating and changing lives, while creating jobs and impacting lives and changing the economy. So it is very easy for somebody to wake up in northern Nigeria without technology. How can somebody like me, who has grown and was brought up in Kano, northern Nigeria, think of establishing a company like ours? It's technology. I learned, I, you know, I, I was exposed to IT and then uh, everything is there at our disposal on the internet to be able to do that. Right now, there are so many remote jobs available on the internet that people can apply for. If they want a steady standard uh, work like ours, where they work as part of a company, they can also apply and uh, at every given time we're employing people and putting them to work under a US company or a UK company or a Japanese company. So really, yes, they talk about lack of infrastructure in Africa. That is changing. Yes, there, there's a lot that needs to be improved. Uh, we need to bring down the cost to be able to extend it to the rural, rural part of uh, the country. But there are so many initiatives that is uh, that is currently being worked on and uh, very soon those places will have fiber optics very soon there will be satellites that they can access to actually study do remote work and be able to change so this is what will change this country already with this staggering investment that we have experienced from 2021 to date is evident enough that the world has seen that Nigerians are very, very good with technology. And that is something that we are good in. It's not just technology, it's our talents are good with the right system, with the right framework and processes, they will be able to deliver according to any international standard. So, and that's really what we are selling in outsource and that's what we are doing for our employees. We're not just providing employment, we're providing meaningful employment. We're not just providing employment, we are growing the companies that we work for in the US and UK by a minimum of 25%. So, so if we are using the Nigerian talents to grow companies in US, UK and Japan, and also Africa, we have a lot of Nigerian clients, and a lot of Afri uh, African clients, we were able to grow these companies using the skill set. What we are doing is training people based on the needs of those companies, training people to be able to serve, providing serve according to international standard, providing the infrastructure, providing the the processes and uh, uh, to to work in accordance to that, if, uh, you know, to, to, to that standard. And they're able to deliver just like the way the US people employ people to deliver within their companies. So recently what we have done is Margaret, uh, I know I'm talking a lot, I tend to talk a lot, so you can just- I, 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 I mean, I, I, I'm just listening and enjoying, you know, what you're saying, because it's amazing, you know? It's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've heard snippets of these and that, and perhaps you know when we exchange cards and talked at some of those events, we just a bit. But I mean, getting some in-depth information around this is just mind blowing. But please go on. Yes, you know, there's a global t shortage for software engineers, and what we have done in outsource is we've trained our first cohorts 
they are already put to work now. They've been working for one year and we have introduced the Outsource Global Academy, Software Academy, and we are going to train more people. Right now, 150 software engineers are being trained in Outsource. And then the idea is to grow this number by 1,000 every year. And that's really something that is, is very good in the sense that we have a lot of software engineers that do that understand basic coding and we can upscale them and show them how to serve the international market. And that is what we are doing at the moment. And this can be replicated anywhere in Africa, not just Nigeria. We have the talent, we have the numbers. 60% of our population is youth within the age of 21 to 27. If, uh, and that's our demographics in, is it 16 to, uh, we need to get the numbers correctly, but 60% of our population are youth. So we have the numbers, we have the educated workforce, then we can actually provide talent for the entire world at, at the rate that we are going. It's just to position ourselves to be able to do that. And you don't have to leave the country to do that. You don't leave the so, country to yeah. do Absolutely. Yes. So, so, so that's that's where it you know becomes even a lot more interesting. Uh, but, but I just want to ask a question that would be, I mean, deviate from the script. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there? Do we have? Uh, what's the policy environment? You know, um, like, has it helped enable? your you know this the, your business to grow have you seen you know derailers in, in in that because i i do know that you know um in in other countries or in some other countries not other countries in some other countries when you have a novel pro project like this one you'd have to have you know an enabling environment would would happen from a policy standpoint to help you know accelerate the growth of of uh, of of the business so um, do you do you do you have that coming from government? And when I say government, we sometimes use that word, you know, just very widely. So we know there are state governments, you know, there are federal governments, and we do know that there are policies that, you know, um, are uh, issued from on a day to day from from those levels and even local government. So do do you have those enabling policy? If not, you know, policies. If not, you know, what do you think? You know would be required to to help further accelerate the the growth of what we're seeing as as far as i know this is you know um a major uh a, un a unique project for want of a better word you know um in, in in the continent not even in nigeria the second question i want to ask is the issue around franchising so you have this project you know um and you have that currently in abuja and you have it in kano and you have it in lagos um we do know that um nigeria has i, I think that was a 2018 um, information that you know we have um out of the fastest um growing cities i think the 20 fastest growing cities there were about six or seven of those cities that are in the country in Nigeria and you you find some of them um, also in places like like Port Harcourt 
um, places like Newi. But, you know, the reality is that you're not able to move into those areas um, in all at once. So, uh, and, you know, we've been talking about the, the strength of, of franchising. Is there a possibility to, to look at franchising at a later date? Obviously, maybe not now in your business where you're able to build or, you know, kind of uh, do some level of technology transfer that comes with some equity into um, the job that you do. Because this is not even about Nigeria alone. Uh, they're talking about the continent. You know, is there a possibility to do that or would you prefer a slow um, growth that would work in the way and manner that... Uh, um may have happened you know um between abuja and in in lagos so i'm just really throwing it out there to to get your thoughts on on this okay thank you thank you very good christian so regarding your question on enabling environment and government providing policies to ensure that yes there are some policies that we have that have aided in our growth or have impacted positively in our business. One policy is the visa on arrival policy where Nigeria introduced visa on arrival uh, uh, as part of ease of doing business. And we have a lot of our clients being able to come and see their teams because we are an extension of their business. And here is very, very important. So we are able to get visa within 24 hours, sometimes uh, maximum 48 hours, and they're able to come into the country within a very short time without a lot of hustle. There is also another policy, the pioneer status, which we enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, and we are granted with the pioneer status and uh, we're still enjoying that until it ends. Um, these are policies that are you viewed as small, but really as uh, policies that have made an impact in our business. Uh, and we are really, you know, uh, we. I think the government should look at, I think there are so many policies that can be introduced to promote outsourcing. If you look at all the countries that have grown their economy based on business process outsourcing like India uh, and Philippines government actually took initiative focused on it and capitalized on the talent they have showcase their countries and position themselves to actually receive you know to be a giant in this industry and I think Nigeria is not can, is, is not difficult for Nigeria to actually develop such policies. I know that there's a lot of effort that is being worked on at the moment. Uh, and I'm very sure that very soon we are going to start seeing uh, the benefits of those efforts. Uh, but we really need to do more. The biggest asset we have is our talent. I keep saying it. And an average Nigerian is not average in terms of learning in terms of how they deliver in terms of hard work right and uh, i think that these are areas that are low-hanging fruits you have you have the the one million graduates every year the universities have not stopped producing them the ones that you have produced five years ago ten years ago are still unemployed <laughs> you know 
if you focus on that, creates what you just mentioned, enabling environment. There is a high cost of infrastructure that stops people from being able to establish companies like ours. For you to establish a company like this, you have to establish it according to international standard, from the infrastructure to the technology, to the uh, electricity and everything that you require to operate like an international company needs to be um, it needs to be established, right? And establishing a company with this kind of high standard infrastructure is high capital intensive. What if a government wakes up and creates an ICT park that has everything that I just talked about, power, internet, and everybody would just take a space plug and play and start selling. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> very easy uh things that can be done another thing is rebranding the country i keep on saying this when you type nigeria on the internet the first thing that will come out anywhere is nigerian prince is scam is fraud that so really there's so much good about nigeria that we have not showcased and if government can just take that there was a time one of my client just was was not happy about a comment that was made about Nigeria. And he just called me and said, Amal, what does it take for you to rebrand Nigeria? You as Amal, do you have to wait for your government? What does it take? It's just going on the internet and showcasing different stories about Nigeria and getting it a very good traction. So when you type Nigeria, at least certain good things come up. <laughs> then, you, know, you know, every country has its good side. And it's mm -hmm. bad if Nigeria takes this one thing, one thing, it will attract a lot of investment because people don't really know. People don't really know. I just had a guest from the Japanese embassy and he was saying that all the, the Japanese companies are thinking about Nigeria is agriculture and minerals. They didn't know that there are so many good things about Nigeria that is untapped. Technology is one of them. Nigeria's software developers are, Nigeria's engineers are really good. Nigeria's talent is actually very good. So these are things that people don't know about. If we take just one thing and rebrand the country. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen Incredible India. They rebranded. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's something we need to, the Ministry of Information needs to hear about. You know, because it's it's even as individuals managing a corporate organization, and then you want to Google your your organization. I remember those days, and then you you see, okay, what are the top five conversations that are that your your company is about, and how do you change that narrative? You're able to do that. So how can we, you know, with all what we have, you know, move that conversation forward and do a complete rebrand? We don't have to politicize it or we don't have to, you know, sing sing about it. It's about the doing of it. And, you know, you're really spot on in, in, in that area. Uh, did you miss out my question of franchising? Yes, so, yeah, so <laughs> I have, you were reacting to my... So, so right yes. now we people, because we are into remote work, right? Even though yes. we have three locations, I will repeat it, I don't have a center in Kano. Um, uh, we have centers in Kaduna, Abuja, and Lagos, right? Oh, Lagos okay, is a okay, center. Okay, I thought you said mentioned. We provide okay. employment from people for people all over, all over Nigeria. 
remote work allows us to provide employment to somebody in Nnewi, right? Yeah. I always have been telling people that I'm from Nnewi North, right? <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> Right, <laughs> my business part, my two business partners are are Ibos, and uh, one is from Newi, and the other is from Isikwato, and I have been to those places, right? So, so, so I'm a true Nigerian who employs from everywhere, right? Not just the north, uh, but the issue of franchising uh, is something that. Of course, we are growing the company now. We are just setting up a 3,000-seater. We are looking at different locations in Africa and uh, U.S. national locations. We are also looking at expanding anywhere that we, we, we you know, uh, anywhere in, um, that will provide us with the right talent, both within the country and outside the country. Besides that, we have actually helped a lot of people establish small BPOs. Uh, you know, the, the, right now there's a guy that has established 50 seats and we are pro, I'm providing him with all the necessary information that he requires to set it up. I'm not sure if it is set up yet, but uh, if it has gone live, but I know that I shared with him, this country is big enough for, uh, for, for all of us. The, the whole the whole point of uh, the whole point of setting up the company is to create employment. I know that I can't do it alone. I cannot do it alone. Uh, you know, and the way India grew and became number one in BPO is so many people they collaborated among themselves. I have a lady who has established in Lagos, and we do a lot of collaboration. Uh, with her company in terms of how she's providing services, how we can collaborate, the, what she's offering and what I'm offering, how we can offer both to to to, to our clients, and uh, we are collaborating. So the market is big, the people are plenty. You know, the region is is very good. We we are not you know. Um, I don't know, I, I haven't structured in franchising, but there was a time that I was thinking about uh, different clusters and how we can do that kind of model. But uh, later on, we moved away from that based on so many things that we wanted to control of, especially the standard and the way it's delivered. Because once we put a stop on it, uh, we have to take responsibility for it. So we decided to grow it to a certain number and keep growing. And whoever wants to establish will provide them with the right, uh, you know, with the right information to be able to 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 set it up, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, so th that makes sense. I mean, obviously, there are different types of models that can help, you know, not just great business, but also impact um or create other levels of businesses and i'm happy you know to hear you know the support you're providing to to uh, you know smaller bpos you know that are looking at you know setting up as well because that is where it's very important mentorship training capacity building so that it's not just setting up it is maintaining a standard 
that the country has already been known for through your organization. So, um, you know, something else that came, you know, you talked about COVID 2021 being the year when, um, you know, things accelerated in terms of uh, technology um, growth and, you know, tech startups and, and the fantastic unicorns that we were seeing. Because, in fact, there was a day I, I would start to write an article about Nigeria being the, the, the country of unicorns, right? So, um, but, um, and all these, grew in the in in in, a, in when covid you know was still and still there so we are looking ahead of a post covid society and whenever that happens but there were other things that that came with and that was the issue around cyber crimes you know and uh, um you know issues around cyber security how have you been able to 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 manage that because even in developed countries you saw um, you know, situations where countries, um, you know, data of, of, of people just went, you know, bananas and strange things began to happen. Um, how are you managing that? And then also on the private conversation, I would, because we are, as ABC, we're looking at supporting a, a cybersecurity hub. And I, I think I'll circle back to you on that, you know, um, because what I hear is really, really giving me a lot of excitement. But how were you able to manage that space? Okay, thank you very much. So what we've done is right from the beginning, because we are an extension of our client businesses, we work on their systems. So we created first uh, uh, a system whereby we operate within their system. So first of all, in setting up the company, we set it up, like I mentioned, according to international standard and the infrastructure, the site, the security, both network, physical, is all set up according to how we can operate very well without facing those kind of issues. So we made sure that our system is uh, free of any hacking, we have uh, a very good security systems and I, like I mentioned, but apart from that, what we have done to provide comfort to our client is to say most of the solutions that you use is cloud there. It's a cloud system. And since it's a cloud system, we can operate within your own system. And that's what we have been doing. They either create a mirror where we work and we are limited to work based on that, or we work directly on their system. That way the data sits with them, right? But even the data that we manage right now, we are PCI DSS certified, we are ISO certified. Our technology from technology to sitting arrangement to the security to the cameras to everything is set up according to that standard. That way that even if we have to keep the data of our clients or we have to use the system of our clients, we do not have any data breach. Right now in outsource, we have a client that we process credit cards. We buy, we, we actually, our team actually help them <laughs> buy a lot of <laughs> product and sell a lot of products and they take the credit cards of their clients, right? So, and from 2016 to date, we've never had any issue because of the kind of system we're able to put in place. 
and that we have successfully done and we are very we are, we are very thankful to god that big companies are being hacked but we have never been we've never had any bridge up to date we've never had an issue where that credit card details is shared or that there was fraud or anything like that for our for any of the clients we serve so yeah i, I mean it's good to to know that um what does the future of the nigerian youth and outsource global look like in the following years perhaps in the next 10 years what can you just give me and i mean you have talked about the expansion you have talked about you know supporting and growing other businesses that's what great leadership is about but maybe just as a to to kind of wrap up what do you see the future to, to, to look like? The future of Nigerian youth, really, like I mentioned, and I keep saying it, and I want people to hear this, we graduate a million graduates every year. Right now, we are witnessing a lot of people leaving the country to provide, <laughs> to get jobs outside the country. If that job is being provided, Nigeria can be the leader for BPO. We have just made Nigeria an outsourcing destination, and within a very short time, we have a thousand, over a thousand employees providing different skill sets. That is the future of Nigerian youth. Nigerian youth will not wait for employment to be available. They will get jobs anywhere if it means going out of the country. If this kind of companies are, are here, if they can prove, um, apply for remote jobs, they will apply for remote jobs. They will not sit down why there is no employment in the country. And with the coming of remote jobs right now, you can apply for a job anywhere. We are looking at a situation where Nigerians will be working, <laughs> will be working in all the top companies in the world and they will be succeeding. I mean, they will be excelling in that work and they will form the core team of those companies. And another area is the Nigerian entrepreneurs. We have already seen $2.9 billion being invested in the Nigerian tech system. There are more entrepreneurs springing in. There are more businesses. Those businesses are going to continue growing and when they grow, then technology will change Nigeria, just like the way our company is growing. Right now, we have established our entity in Delaware. We're thinking of, we're working toward establishing in a near shore location to provide our clients with Spanish language. We are expanding to a 5,000 seater capacity building. We are expanding <laughs> within Africa and by the time we do that, we will make, we have already made Nigeria an outsourcing destination and Nigeria will be the premier outsourcing <laughs> destination because we have the numbers. We have the English speaking population. Our accent is very good. Our talent is excellent. Nigerians are very intelligent and hardworking. They will learn any process you give them. They will take over technology within a very short time. You can look at a scenario where we have, we train a thousand developers every year. In five years, we will train 5,000. And those 5,000, I guarantee you, they will be outsourced. Not to talk about lawyers, accountants, and IT support, and people on medical records. 
So <laughs> the population is growing, the population is much. We will take over the world as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the power of the optimism and it's great. It's, it's, it's so comforting. Um, you know, when I was speaking with some international media organization and they were like, you know, they're trying to do a story on what we call the Japa phenomenon, which is, you know, people leaving, the youth moving out, migrating into other jobs. And, you know, there was just this feel of, I just kind of felt tired. And then I, that was what led to us thinking, you know, we need to bring them out. We need some inspiration. We need to really hear what's going on. And I'm not, you know, really, um, I'm, let me just say, I'm, Totally and absolutely glad I did, and I were able to make this. And so, um, Sally, I see that uh, I have some few minutes before the end of this um, show. I really was hoping that we could go on and on. And it's nice to hear all the positive impacts you have had on the youth, on communities, on you know even the the country and even the perception about our country. You know, um, as the saying goes, you know they, they say the child is the father of the man, um, the children are the future um you know and so there there is really need for us to safeguard that space and and and, and get them to be what they should be and do the takeover that we have just talked about i'm looking forward to you that and work and whatever way you want us to amplify um that which you're doing i'll be happy to do that so i thank you so much amal for coming to the show and giving us some of your insights on what you know outsource global has been doing and is you know um, our plans to do in terms of training the youth and you know development and providing global jobs for the teaming um, one million graduates every year you know and and, and so it's 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 comforting uh, there are other things i would have loved to share or talk about in terms of you know how do we even set up the ict pack what you know where, where you know how can we look at those opportunities but like i said time has gone so we would like our viewers to follow us on the business exchange on soundcloud on apple podcast on spotify and on our social media follow us at ab cancel underscore ng on twitter and uh, instagram american business council on linkedin and make sure you join the conversation and use the hashtag hashtag the abc business exchange uh, i'm out thank you so much once again and <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah thank you so much and um for our listening audience we'll say watch out and listen out at the same time thank you for listening <laughs>